Welcome to the Bountiful Water Podcast. I'm your host, John Briggs. For today's podcast, I'd like to say a few words about municipal water departments and the notices they send out. The Bountiful Water Podcast received its name from the simple reality that I live in Bountiful, Utah. And a few days ago, I opened a letter from our local water department titled, Public Notice. Okay, so that's a fairly generic title, but right below was a sentence I knew would trigger people. I knew they'd get triggered and they'd be afraid. It informed us that they had found elevated levels of radium in one of the city's wells. I'm sure the next sentence was designed to be reassuring, but I don't think it worked. It said, this is not an emergency. I immediately headed over to the lab because I had a feeling that we'd be taking some phone calls. This is not an emergency. It reminded me of calling my dad when I was a lot younger. I had been an idiot and taken the ski boat out at night with some friends. It was super fun, but we forgot that there's another side to the lake, and I hit the shoreline going about 30 miles an hour. So when Dad answered the phone, I said, Dad, before anything else, I want you to know that everyone is alive, so don't panic. Oddly enough, that didn't calm him down, as he imagined all kinds of terrible things. It seems that the notice from the water department had a similar effect on people. So our company, Retigo Labs, is in fact a water lab, and we consult with the local water department. We attempted to provide some perspective to our friends and neighbors in the area by posting on social media on a group on Facebook that we belong to. We're hoping to reassure people and let them know that this was not as big a deal as it sounded and that anyone who wanted could contact us. It didn't really work. The notice had people scared, and that wasn't a big surprise. The notice mentioned words like radioactive and cancer. Those words would scare anybody, of course. On top of that, the dates mentioned in the notice had some thinking that the city had delayed their response. So we did receive some calls because people saw the notice. One of the calls was a request by Channel 2 News to be interviewed, We answered the questions the best we could, and I did the interview, and that came out a couple of days ago on the news. With all of that, though, I thought a podcast putting all this in perspective would be useful. So first, let's talk a bit of history. In 1972, there was a law that appeared on the books called the Clean Water Act. It was actually a very important piece of legislation intended to ensure that our nation's water supplies would remain as clean as possible. The Clean Water Act, it's changed over the years and it's been amended several times. One of those amendments identified 29 specific contaminants to be monitored. The idea is that those in charge of public water supplies would test and then notify people if they found elevated levels. I call these contaminants since there's something in the water that isn't water. I mention that because some people hear the word contaminant and think that that implies that something is getting in the water that shouldn't be there. It does identify those types of things, but many of the things on that list of 29 contaminants are naturally occurring in our water sources. Basically, the list identified potential hazards. A hazard is just something that might cause someone harm or injury, and just because a hazard is identified doesn't mean it is going to automatically hurt you. It's simply something to be aware of. Think about it like this. If you went to the Grand Canyon and you stood on the edge of one of those sheer cliffs, you'll find yourself behind a railing. I've stood on cliffs like that with no railing, and believe me, you clearly understand that that thousand-foot drop is hazardous. To keep people safe, we put a railing or a fence to keep you away from the edge. 
Those in charge of the park had to decide how close to the edge the railing should be installed, and they also had to make sure that the railing stays where it should be. So part of managing the park is to walk along those paths and make sure that the railing is sturdy and secure. And if they notice loose railings, they immediately block that area off until they can repair it. In the case of the notice we received from the water department, one of the cliffs or hazards they monitor is radium. When the EPA decided how close to the cliff the railing should be installed, they didn't want to take any chances. They set the detection levels requiring intervention at a level low enough that a water department could get ahead of it well before it becomes a problem. The level they set is a built-in safety margin. It's kind of like if the rangers at the Grand Canyon installed the railing 10 miles from the edge and included an alarm that goes off if anyone gets closer or crosses the railing. You'd have a long walk before you'd be in any real danger, but the alert gives you time to do something about it. That's what we have here in the notice we received. It's an alert that says someone stepped over the railing, so do something about it. So with all that in mind, here's what you should know about the notice. First, many people have been questioning the timing of the notice. They assume that since the first date mentioned is June 15th, Bountiful must have been sitting on this since then. That's not when they knew there were elevated levels of radium. That's the date the sample was taken. It takes a long time to get results from a regular lab. In fact, they are still waiting to get back results from a lab that they sent out in July. Now, some of these tests could be expedited, but the reality is that some tests just take a long time to process correctly. When the water department knew for sure there was an issue, they immediately sent out a notice. Even if they wanted to, they couldn't wait. It's against the law. Part of the EPA regulations for water are strict notification guidelines with penalties for not following the guidelines. After the lab results came in, the notice went out very quickly and it was well within the required EPA timeline. The notice was specifically about radium-226 and radium-228, and those are naturally occurring radioactive materials. What do I mean by naturally occurring? We get our water through deep water aquifers through wells that we drill. We also get some surface water from rivers and reservoirs. One of the elements the water comes in contact with is radium. That's how radium enters the water supply. It's natural and it's very common in Utah. Okay, so that's how it got there, but that doesn't really answer why there's more than normal. The elevated levels are most likely due to our current extreme drought conditions. When the level in the well drops, the concentration of many of the dissolved minerals can go up. The EPA set the maximum contaminant level well below levels that would have had any observable health effects. So setting the levels that low allows the limit to function like an alert so something can be done before it becomes a problem. It's like the example of setting the cliff railing 10 miles from the edge. Once Bountiful City found more than the limit, they immediately took the well offline to determine what to do about it. Bountiful's water supply and the distribution system could be described as a carefully managed mix of water. That's exactly what they're doing. Currently, they only use the well to add water to other reservoirs so that we'll have enough water. That's the plan that was recommended by the state. The long-term hope is that we'd have good snowpack this winter, which would raise the water levels in the wells, and that would minimize the risk of radium and other contaminants. I know everyone is concerned about water quality, and hopefully the info that I've shared here helps calm your fears a bit. I'm not worried about this issue, but there is something that does get me nervous. 
If you're really concerned about avoiding risk from the water you drink, listen to my last podcast. In that podcast, I talk about something that's got the potential for a serious health crisis and no one seems to want to talk about it. There are things you should be worried about, but this radium concentration issue isn't one of them. I totally understand if you're concerned and you just want the radium gone. There are simple ways to remove anything you're concerned about in your home's water, and if you want to know more about that, please contact me. I'm willing for you to call or email or text me if you're still concerned and have questions. My number is 801-907-5031. My email is jbriggs, that's J-B as in boy, R-I-G-G-S, at retigolabs.com. That's R-E-T-E-G-O labs.com. And the website is retigolabs.com. But feel free to contact me anytime and check out our other podcast. You can get to the other podcast simply by searching the Bountiful Water Podcast. So thanks so much for listening.